Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, Lord, you're so good. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you, Lord. I just really want to share for a couple minutes, and we're going to to close at the Lord's table, sharing communion together. Um, But let me continue my, my camp testimony a little bit. Number one, there's nothing, there's nothing better than to see someone else that you love getting touched by God. You know, I had a, I had a spiritual experience when I went and saw Cars 3. I want you to know, I haven't even told my wife this yet, and she knows this is how it works. I usually just let it out during the sermon, she's like... How come he didn't tell me that? I don't know. <laughs> we went and saw Cars 3 with the kids, you know. Their boys especially were excited about that. And uh, who? I don't want to spoil the movie for you. I know some of you are like, oh, I really want to see the movie. Okay. And some of you have kids. And you're like, yeah, I do. I saw one and two. And, you know, Cars 1 probably came out when, you know... You were like seven or something, right, Cooper? I mean, you know? So it's, the series has, has gone on for a long time. And uh, you know, basically the idea is main character car who will leave nameless finds joy in not doing it in himself but in seeing someone else be released and being a little bit on the sidelines but cheering them on. You know, that whole idea of, of mentoring, Lisa, I think you mentioned that. And I wasn't a part. I didn't go to the adult sessions. I had uh, most of my time at camp was spent with a two-and-a-half-year-old two little girl. So I had a pretty good time at camp. So during the morning sessions, we would maybe go in for a little bit in the kids' service, a little bit in the adult service, possibly a song or two. And then uh, that's about all Lee wanted to handle. She did not want to go in the, that little nursery situation they had there and uh, didn't want to torture that worker that was in there um, with five other children. And uh, so, you know, Lee and I just, just got to go out and, just walk around in the mountains and go up the hills together and uh, spend some good time together. So that w- that was really special. But uh, yeah, there's a time in your life where you just you just it's like God, I, I don't need anything. I just want to see someone else get touched by you. Where I want I want to see someone else just go for it and be incredible for you, Ronnie. Maybe I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you get more joy out of seeing someone else than having it all for yourself. You know, so that, that last night, um, you know, we had a great time at the kids. I went into the kids' service because, man, the worship was so awesome. I'm like, I don't want to miss that. And they were 
teaching on worship, and I'd taken Ara Lee out for a little while. They didn't they didn't even have the nursery option at night, or I didn't know about it if they did. And uh, so we'd kind of go outside for a little while and come back, and I got her ready for bed, basically, and you know, so she could go to sleep in the stroller. Uh, the previous two nights, I'd caved in, just gone to the room and put her to bed, you know, because she's just like, night, 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 you know. Uh, you know, one of the pictures I didn't send to John for the slideshow is just airily asleep in the stroller. You know, that's camp. You know, it's like it just wears, wears the adults out, but the kids out. But the ones that show it the most are the littlest ones because they just go ahead and pass out wherever they are. Um, there were actually some of the kids campers the, the last night during worship. And I don't know if it was the Lord or just they, they were laying on the little altars on the side and they were passed out for the whole worship time and the whole message. Just passed out. It could have been the Holy Spirit, but it might have been a combination of Holy Spirit presence and peace. And just, I am a fourth grade boy, and I am exhausted. And I'm just going to sleep for two hours at night and get up and then sleep again a little bit later. But uh, so we went, and I came back in, and oh, man, it was awesome. The kids were talking about worship, and they just went into this worship time right at the end. And to see children from 8 years old to 11 years old probably just worshiping Jesus is so awesome so so special and as i said we went uh you know that service went on for quite a while they had a kid come up and he said i'm dealing with with a spirit of fear and so the leader, Pastor David, from uh, the Guyman, Oklahoma church said, Okay, kids, come on up. I'm not going to pray for this guy. This, he's one of yours. And so all the kids come up. They surround this kid. And they just start praying for him. They just lay their hands on him. They're just, they're just going for it. And it was just just so awesome. You're like, I know that kid's getting touched right now. Uh, just all these, these children just gathering around and praying for one of, their, one of the other kids who was up there crying and just saying, I'm, I'm struggling. And so that service, you know, went on for a while and ended. But I'm like, I'm going to go see if the youth and adult service is still going on down the hill. And just I figured I'll catch the end. I'll catch the last song where everybody goes, yeah, let's do the shout song again. And we all dance and jump around. And yeah. And I walked in and Pastor Jared Duggar from Fresh Fire in, in Lubbock, uh, one of the Lubbock Foursquare churches, is talking real quietly in a microphone. And it was a time of consecration. I mean, he was saying, I'm calling you to consecrate yourself wholly to the Lord. And you heard the story. Everybody came up and he said, go sit down. You don't know what you're doing yet. You don't see that very often. Where the altar call, everybody comes to the altar call and the pastor up front says, go back. <laughs> If, normally, if you see everybody come front, you're like, praise God, yes, God's doing something, right? No, so he's like, nope, God told me you would all come up and not know what you're doing, so sit down. And so then he talked about sacrifice. He talked about all this stuff, and the story has been told. And so I just, I, in the back, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to go up front, not because I don't want to consecrate myself, but because I want to I see everyone in here get touched by God. I want this to be something they'll never forget. So I just was in the back, praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in English, praying with just not even words, just just going, God, wreck this place, ruin these 
ruin these these young people forever for anything normal. Ruin them to being average. Ruin them to being apathetic. Ruin them for being hypocritical and half-hearted and all, you know, I was just in the back praying. And so, as they said, you know, it just, I, I appreciate Pastor Jared because I think some leaders, maybe myself included, would have, you know, at some point just said, all right, let's close in prayer. You've been up here at the altar for 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Let's just, let's just close this out and thank God for, just everybody lift their hands and we're going to, we're going to, Consecrate ourselves to the Lord. But he didn't do that. He just let it go. And God began to do the work. There's a scripture I want to read. And we're gonna we're gonna tie this is a scripture we focused on uh, a few weeks ago and we didn't we didn't finish the third one, so I'm I'm briefly gonna finish that going into communion, but there's another part. It says first Thessalonians five, sixteen through twenty two we were talking about the will of God. It says, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If you missed the first two messages, uh, we talked about, here's how you know what God's will is. Number one, His, His will is for you to be joyful. You want to know what God's will is? It's not where you work, what you do. It's joy. God's will is joy. Hey, that's good. And you don't have to work that up. He's, he says, I'm going to provide that for you. But, And then pray continually. Let your heart be connected with heaven. Let there be just an intimate heart connection with you in heaven all the time. And then he said, give thanks in all circumstances. But then in verse 19, it says this. It says, do not put out the Spirit's fire. In some translations, it says, do not quench the Holy Spirit. You know, there's a lot of times where we... We are unwilling to wait for what God wants to do. And we quench. We put out the Spirit's fire. We quench the Holy Spirit. We just say, that's enough, God. And we stop. And God's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I I was just getting started. (laughs) You know, and that's what would have happened if Pastor Jerry would have said, Everybody lift your hands. We're going to sing another worship song, and we're just going to go right back into worship, and we're going to praise God. The Spirit would have been quenched. What God wanted to do would have been stopped. It's amazing that God gives us that power. I mean, that this Scripture is even in here. It's like, I have the power by my will, by my choice, to stop what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Whether that's in my life, personally, or in dealing with someone else, if I'm in a gathering with other people. Say, okay, we're, we're done here. And so I, so I want to tell you, I so appreciate the leadership of our, our division, our Foursquare division, our other pastors in our churches, that they're willing to... They were willing to let the Holy Spirit do what He wanted to do. Because 10, 15 minutes in, was God was only maybe one-fourth done. So I challenge you as a, just a word of, of, of encouragement. Don't stop a quarter of the way in with what God's doing in your life. 
You know, sometimes you get with God and you get just enough. You just get just a taste. And then you're like, okay, God, I'm done for the day. See you later. And we, what are we doing? We're quenching the Spirit. Okay, God, I did, I did my duty. I, I spent ten minutes with you. I'm busy, you know. <laughs> I've got small children, you know. And God does know we have all that. So, again, it's not about being, feeling guilty or condemned and like, oh, I've got to take care of this. Got to, no, God's not going to have you, you know, be that guy that says, well, I can't show up to work, man. I was with God and, you know, <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to quench the spirit. So I'm late again. I'm late again to work. You think that's going to work, Dave? You know, it's not going to work. You know, they got, if you're an accountant or you, you're, you know, the, Terry, you're like, I'm sorry. I was with the Holy Spirit. I can't, I can't be in court and everybody's just going to have to wait for me because, you know, we're not talking about that kind of thing. You, you understand that, I think. But there's times when we don't have to leave. And we have a choice. Do I want to go a little bit further with what, what God has with me and him personally? Or, do I, or am I going to just say, okay, that's enough. I'm good with that. Let's close in prayer. <laughs> Let's sing a worship song and close. So I encourage you, let God continue to show you those moments when you may be quenching, you may be putting out the Spirit's fire, when he wants to go a little bit further and you're just going to move on. And the second thing is this, is, uh, you know, we, we talked about, you know, the kids, the young people and adults, whoever was on their faces up front began to just confess things. And that was when the, that was when the power of God really fell in that room. The, they began to just confess and cry out. I couldn't even hear what people were saying, but I just knew they were saying stuff, you know. And those of you that were up there could maybe hear a little bit, but you didn't care. It didn't matter who was talking to you because everybody was consumed with God. And so Pastor Jared, while this is going on, he, he kind of starts waving at the adults. Hey, he wants all the adults up front. So we kind of moved over on the side. He says, I don't know how long this is going to take, but if you're willing and you're willing to stand and commit to these young people to be a part of their lives, to encourage them, to mentor them, to, to, to challenge them, to live this out, then I want you to stay and we're going we're gonna to gather around them at the end. And so it went on for another I don't know how long we've been going. I wasn't looking at the clock. There was no clock. I wasn't looking at my phone. Didn't have to check Facebook and see. You know, first of all, I had no wife. I couldn't get Wi-Fi or cell phone signal up there. I was totally off the grid. Okay, so I was. It was very nice if you called me and said, "How come the pastor's not answering?" I just put it on airplane mode because it was not working anyway. So I just said, "My phone is now just a camera." And that's about it. <laughs> and so, you know, it went on for quite a long time. And, you know, it was, you know, there were some kids that were noisy and God was really doing some stuff in them. You know, they were just, it was really, there was some deliverance going on. There were some, there were some, there were chains being broken, right, guys? There were just some things that were just happening. It was just you and God. It wasn't somebody up front praying a prayer. It wasn't somebody up front saying something. It was just nothing going on. Just everybody with God. You just don't see that very often. And so then at the end... Finally, Pastor Jed said, I think it's time. And he said, young people, I want you to all get in one section. There were two sections in the room. He had, us, had them gather in one section. He had all of us leaders and adults who were still left, uh, I guess, um, gather around them. And he said, okay, we're committing this. We're committing to you. 
And then he said, I want you to begin to intercede for these young people. And something happened at that point, too. Uh, for me personally, I was just overcome. And uh, I was just moved to begin to pray boldly and loudly and with a lot of passion because I knew that this was, this was a moment. That it was, this was like, this is like striking the arrows. It's like, I better not strike the arrows just three times. If you don't know that story in the Old Testament, there's a king who only struck three times. And the prophet says to him, if you would have struck seven, six or seven times, you would have had victory forever. But because you only struck three times, in other words, you weren't willing to go all the way. And I'm like, I'm going to go all the way for this. And as far as possible, I prayed everything I knew to pray in that moment and blessed this generation. And I was reminded this morning as I was praying we have to be careful how we speak about other generations. Since I'm old now, <clears throat> I can talk to all of us old people. You know, the younger generation now, from the teenagers up to the 20s, they call, what do they call them? Millennials, right? Have you heard about the millennials? Have you heard anything good? No. Right? Not much, right? Why is that? Because the other generations are speaking curses. I'm, I'm, we're getting our business a little bit today, sorry. <laughs> I'm choosing to bless this generation. And not call out what they don't have but call forth what God wants them to have. If nothing else, if the whole rest of the world wants to speak ill of a generation, let me be the one that speaks the words of the Lord over this generation. So next time you catch yourself saying something about, oh, young people, today, they just don't, that's a curse. Bless and do not curse, says the Scripture. My job as someone who's now getting older, you know, my generation, what they call my generation, when I was like a teenager and stuff, Generation X. That's me. Some of you are baby boomers. Some of you are whatever the other ones are. <laughs> Some of you are like, I didn't know there were names for us. <laughs> this is all new. That's fine. It's really, it's a broad brush and it's really not... Not effective, but it's just a way of identifying people in an age group. But, you know, Generation X, you know what they said about us, man? They said, you're the slacker generation. And now, you know what? Us people who are in our late 30s and 40s, we're looking at the young people going, oh, man, you don't know how to work. You don't know how to do this. You don't, what, what's wrong with you? And we're turning into the same things that we hated when we were young. We're like, oh, don't talk, to, talk about us like that. I need someone to speak blessing in my life. I need someone to call forth something in my life. I need someone to say, you were made for more. You're going to be successful. You're amazing. I want you young people to know there, were other, there was another pastor that came up to me and said, man, you've got some awesome young people in your church, in your youth group. And so I appreciated that other leaders speaking blessings over you guys, that you guys have, have great 
things that are happening right now. You don't have great potential. You have a great now. You don't have to wait till you're a certain age to step into things. You know, the maturity that you guys showed, even, even in just sharing this morning, there was, there was a depth to the things you guys are sharing. You have deep things from God that He's placed in you that the world needs. You are important. You are special. You are loved. And you are empowered. We need to speak that over our children. You know, I want to be a part of blessing the next generations after me. That's the way it was meant to be. You know, from one generation to next, the the testimony of the Lord was meant to be passed on. And if I get up, caught up in our culture, the way of our culture is to separate and divide and say, well, we, the way we do it is the right way, and the way you're doing it is different, and I don't like it. And so that's wrong. I don't want to bring division. I want to bring us together and say, hey, what's going to happen when God brings us together and we do things joining hands together? And I say, let me learn a little bit from you, even though it scares the whatever out of me uh and i probably scare the whatever out of you because you're like man you're really weird why do you listen to that music in the car right guys you're like what is this late 80s christian rock that we're listening to on the way to camp i always have to do that if you ride with me you've got to listen to petra or something you know just you know like you need that experience to 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 get to camp get you warmed up so but I was really just moved that, you know what, there's, there's something going on right now. That God, the move of God always starts with young people. I'm not sure why that is. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, historically, most great moves of God have started in the young people. So if you want to see our nation changed, start blessing and praying for young people. Refuse to speak ill of them. Refuse to point out the negative things. They might be there. I'm not, we're not saying there aren't negative things. There's negative things in every person. But let's, let's call forth the goal. Let's, let's call out what's good. Ooh, that, was, that was interesting. That just came this morning. I think that's really, really a word for us from the Lord to be reminded. Because uh, there was something powerful released. When we chose to bless the generation, there was something powerful released in that room. And I believe that's, uh, that's a mandate for us as a church. We're, we're going to be the generation blessers. We're going to be the ones that speak life, not death. We're the ones that are going to call forth. We're going we're gonna to call call people to to a higher standard for sure, but we're going to stand with them as they step up into that. You know, I want us to to share share at the Lord's table together, and I want us to take this third point here for my third message <clears throat> this morning, three short ones. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So thanksgiving is God's will. You want to know what God's will is? It's joy prayer and thanksgiving (laughs) give thanks in all circumstances not most not some not a few all a-l-l in the greek you know what that word means all (laughs) 
<laughs> In Spanish, todos. Okay? All. And so, one of the things Jesus said, why we even do this, is because Jesus says, hey, do this in remembrance of me. Now, sometimes what we do is, and, and it's meant to, be, meant to be part of the way, but I, I think we sometimes miss the, the whole picture, is we, get, we say, okay, let's remember the cross. Let's remember Jesus' broken body and his shed blood. And let's go back to that moment. I want to go back and just look back at that and be thankful. And I think that's part of the Lord's table. But Jesus said to remember me. And so, yes, everything good in my life starts at the cross. But that's not where it stopped. It didn't stop at the cross. It started at the cross. Then there's been moment after moment after moment where the power of what Jesus has already done and what he is doing in my life currently touches my life. That's what God wants you to remember. So our testimony from camp, everybody who went to camp, it's meant to be remembered. It's meant to be brought up where a, you know, six months from now, while we're alone, we can go, God, I thank you that you touched my life. I want to give thanks in all circumstances. I want to be thankful for what you did. And I stir up that memory. You know, the only, if you're a child of God, if you're a believer in Jesus, if you've given your heart and trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the only rightful part of our past that we have to go back to is the testimony of the Lord. Pastor Bill Johnson says something like that. I'm, I'm par- re-paraphrasing it. But the only right we have to go to the past is the testimony of the Lord. And so when we come to the Lord's table, we're not just remembering the cross and what Jesus did on the cross. I am remembering every single time in my life where God touched me. Every single time in my life where something that Jesus did in my life. Do you remember when he freed you from anger? Or do you remember when he healed your, your body? Or do you remember when he... Uh, when he miraculously provided for you when you had nothing and you know your bill was paid you didn't you didn't know how it was paid and it didn't happen do you remember when god you know did something on a mission trip when you went to another country or you, you remember the the miracle of when your children were born and you you were touched by god in that moment to experience the the wonder and the joy of of, of having someone come from you Come forth from who you were and and see them actually come alive and go, wow, that's a miracle. It's to remember everything that God has done in your life. To remember Jesus. Because it all starts at the cross, but it doesn't stop there. It's from the cross where all the blessings are released. All the goodness, all the freedom, all the, all the, all the healing, all the... All the all the breaking off and deliverance and, and the broken chains in our lives. Man, have you been freed for some, from something before? I've been freed from some stuff. God has changed my life. I want to go back and remember that. Hey, remember that moment when God did this. Remember that moment when, when I was touched by the Lord. And so that's what we want to do today. So can we, uh, can ushers, can we come and can we just kind of reflect and give thanks to the Lord? Ushers, let's come and, and, and pass out uh, the... Let's pass both of them out here, and I'll pray, and we'll, we'll kind of just take a moment to, to reflect together. Guy, you want to get a, a quiet song ready?
just come some kind of worship song. But let's not let's not try to bring the whole worship team back up. Let's just kind of stay in this moment. But Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. He took the bread and said, this is my body which is broken for you. And he took the cup and said, this is my blood which is poured out for your forgiveness of sins. And so, I don't know where God's going to take you back to today. If you're a believer in Jesus, even if you're not a member of this church, you're welcome to participate in communion, by the way. It's open communion. So, um, Maybe God's going to take you to something different than you thought today, and that's my prayer. When God takes you, when you have that memory, here's your chance to give thanks. Here's your chance to have that stirred up in your, in your heart and mind, to, to have that memory brought to remembrance. And who knows, God may do something fresh in you just even as you're remembering what He's already done. So hold on to that for just a minute. As soon as we get them all passed out, I'll I'll just pray. And then I just want us to just take a few minutes by ourselves and just you and God.